<laughs> this is Shameful Gone Sexy with me, Dr. Jocelyn Hart. Here, I share my truth from personal and professional experience in how to change your life. No fluff. Listen up, because I'm saying fuck you to fear, fuck you to judgment, and fuck you to anything and everyone who has kept you exactly where you are. I'm calling bullshit on behavioral mindset that's actually keeping you on that ruthless roller coaster. We are ditching the shackles of shame and instead lighting a fire up your asshole to get rid of the emotional constipation so you can be free to live as exactly who you are and love yourself for it. I'm going to share some discoveries that are going to make sense like nothing has made sense before. From the real reasons we binge to how we find our purpose, it's all on the table. I'm not here to inspire. I'm here to empower you to do exactly what it is you already want to do. Just like me, you've been through the trenches. Now you're claiming the trauma and I'll show you how to transform it into a fulfilling happiness you didn't think was possible. Trust yourself to take the ride. It won't disappoint. You are worthy. You are enough. And you are sexy as hell. Much love. And here we go. I would not have started this business helping women going through what I went through as early as I did, nor would I necessarily have even done what I'm doing now. I had thought at some point I was going to be a business owner, maybe like two or three years down the line out of college, physical therapy of some kind. And that didn't happen because when I didn't graduate with everybody else, I went into a really, really, really deep depression that I hadn't been in for a long time. Many years have passed since, since my deepest point and I was unconscious again. And I will remember I was in my family room in the fetal position. My eyes were shut and it didn't matter who was around me. And I remember I was at home this one point where it felt like I was, it was like a fucking book, like this kind of a moment, but like something, something got me out of it. And in that moment, I was like, I'm going to start a business. I didn't really know exactly what it was going to be, but I knew that I didn't want anybody else to ever feel like that. I started, I didn't really have a super good clarity on what I was going to do or what I was going to be or whatever, but I started what felt best for me. And eventually I got to the point where I was doing this. So I did end up graduating probably six months later than everybody else. And I got my doctor of physical therapy. I know, I know what it's like to have tried everything else. And so why would I give anybody anything that fucking doesn't work? I don't believe that modalities are here as things that will fix the problem. I believe the modalities are tools and supplements. I believe that how you really get out of the shit is through really deep healing and it includes like the deepest layers of what you haven't seen in so long that you've forgotten about a lot of people feel like they just have really shitty memory about their childhood that's not true so going through like going through like deep spiritual healing and healing from not a mindset level because that's fucking bullshit to to healing where these beliefs came from in the first place and healing that. I believe that in order to really get where you want to go in life, not just to stabilize yourself, but to feel a sense of fulfillment and light in yourself, you need to know who the fuck you are. And in order to know who the fuck you are, you need to allow yourself to feel safe to feel and be held in a container where you do feel safe. And a lot of people haven't felt that before. To give people that gift of just feeling safe no matter what 
it's it's like it keep it, honestly like I'm a little speechless right now just because safety is everything and it's my number one priority at all times because I don't believe you can have the kind of healing that you need if you don't feel safe. You can say all the words and you can give all the prompts, but if you don't fucking feel safe, it doesn't fucking matter. So what do I give people that I would have really needed back then is I feel like safety is number one. Safety and a sense of purpose. I believe that weight loss can come with the process. I don't believe that if you're focusing on weight as your solution that you're ever going to get there. I think that in order to get where you need to be, you need to start healing some deeper things first because if you don't, you know, if you don't shed the inner layers first, you're never going to shed the outer layers. I don't do talk therapy. I don't ask you to simply rant about why things aren't working for you in your life. I don't allow for people to fall into the victim mindset and keep yourself fucking stuck there. I don't believe in allowing yourself to be in a place that you've been in and then repeat that shit over and over again as you talk about it. And then being given tools, so to speak, that don't fucking last because they're simply coping mechanisms. I don't believe in coping mechanisms at all. I think coping mechanisms are unfortunate and I think that they're false hope and I think that people stay stuck there. What I know to be true is that in doing market research and things on my ideal clients and things like that, I would go into the support groups basically. And when I see people posting things about what they're struggling with and I see comments there that are from a good place, like people are trying to help. But the people that are trying to help are people that are still struggling. Whether they have lost weight or not, they are still struggling. And perhaps at that time they might have stabilized it a bit. But what I know is that what they're offering as a solution are actually keeping them fucking stuck in the cycle. And that drives me up the fucking walls. Because I know that these people want support, but I think there's a really big difference between support and embodiment. I think there's a very big difference. Um, Very big difference. If you haven't embodied the work, you don't know what you're talking about. I think a lot of people understand conceptually about what they can do, but until you have embodied it, You're going to stay stuck in the cycle. You're going to come back to where you came from. The goal for what I offer people is for people to feel a sense of fulfillment, to feel happiness, and to feel like they are actually in a place where they feel like they matter, like that people have an actual sense of worth and enoughness, and they don't have to try and believe it anymore. They just innately feel that. If somebody doesn't want to feel their trauma, I don't think anybody does. (laughs) I think that a lot of people, um, I think that a lot of people can get scared about going to those places because I think that some people have gone through some of that with therapists in the past. I'm so dedicated to making sure the safety is number one is because you can do this with somebody else. You totally could. But if that person hasn't been through this shit and this and that person doesn't have a very good sense of of safety and like is actually able to like emit that through your bones so that you can work through this, like nobody wants to go through their trauma again. Nobody wants to do that, even if it means ultimate happiness. But they need to feel safe in order to do that. And I think that it's also important to remember that you don't have to go there every time you're healing. Like you don't have to go to a place that still feels unsafe. 
you can do touch points. You can you can actually go to a place where like you can simply like be in a bath of safety if that's what you need for that day. If you're in a place where talking about something and dis- and exploring something from your past that just like your nervous system is like no. Sometimes you can't make people go there and you shouldn't because that's re-traumatizing their system and I think that's something that a lot of practitioners make the mistake of is like no we have to do this for you to heal but if it's not the right time for their system it's not the right time. Change is possible, feeling happy is possible, and feeling fulfillment is absolutely possible. It's not just possible, it's why you're here. I remember people feeling bad for me. I remember people feeling bad for me and I almost remember people overcompensating for the fact that they found out that I was going through all that stuff, saying things like, oh, you're so beautiful. And I knew that was fucking gaining weight. I was like, go fuck yourself. I was like, shut the fuck up, you idiot. I felt like that was so fucking superficial. Like, please stop. Like, I remember being so triggered by that. I was like, yes, this is a great indication that you know that there's something wrong with me. So thank you for highlighting that, for telling me I'm beautiful. Yeah, I remember my relationships, um, a lot of them changed a lot. Yeah, just people felt bad for me, honestly. They felt bad for me. I needed to find the people that were meant to be my soul connection. Like, I needed to find people that I didn't have to prove anything. I didn't have to be anything. I didn't have to explain myself or anything like that. I just had people that, no matter what I said, they would still love me regardless. Finding relationships where you don't have to prove anything. You can say anything. You can say you shot someone in the foot yesterday, and they still love you, and they're going to help you work through it. And to be able to tell somebody anything including how they triggered you and for them to fully accept you and love you like that's the kind of relationship you want to have or I want to have I think that most people have relationships where they do have to prove something or they have to keep up a face or they have to be a certain thing or be something else and I think that people are unfortunately kind of keeping themselves stuck in the cycle because these are things that are familiar to them they need to keep the same identity they've had for a long time and so Losing relationships that have been long-term relationships or even short-term relationships can feel really unraveling for people because they feel like they're losing a sense of themselves as well. They're losing the identity that they thought that they were, and so they're not just losing friends and friendships. They're losing who they thought they were, and that feels very uncomfortable for people. I've learned how to be alone but not be lonely because I know who I am and you don't need anybody else in order to do that. And then when I did that, that's when friends fucking flocked to me like crazy. And I got to pick and pick who made me feel like the most like myself, who made me feel excited and fulfilled and happy and joyful and who I knew were here to help my soul recognize itself. I made up a story when I came out of the hospital. I told my, I told my really good friends at the time, except for my roommates who actually told what happened, but I told my friends at the time that I had a car accident. That's that's the best I could come up with. <laughs> that I was in a car accident. Because why else would I be gone for so long? People didn't treat me the same. Because I think, honestly, I'm not the best at lying. <laughs> so I think that's part of it. I think people knew that that might not have happened. But I think a lot of people could have guessed what happened. I think most people did know. Um, because I did have a very dramatic physical shift for those years that they knew me. And I think they also noticed a social shift as well for a while as well. So I think it wasn't, it wouldn't have been a shock to them, them knowing what actually happened. It was extremely embarrassing at the time for me to accept that I went through that. 
I felt like I needed to lie because if I had told them what I actually went through the past, <laughs> the past couple months, like, what would they think of me? You know, what would they think of me? Like I'm, I'm an unstable human being and no, I'm not naturally this skinny and I'm not the person you thought I was. And, you know, all these changes would happen. But if it was something that happened to me, like if I made it feel like more like a victim mindset versus I did this to myself, it would be the kind of acknowledgement that I wanted is kind of, I think, what I was going for. When I got out of the hospital, I was unwell. Like I certainly was, I wasn't acutely going to hurt myself, but I was unwell. Yeah. Yep. That's probably how I could sum that up. I was technically stabilized, but I was, I still had no idea who the fuck I was. Um, and those behaviors weren't gone. What I know about myself, like, and who I am is that I am here to act as a mirror to other people. So that other people can resonate with my story and know that there's a way out of it. I think people can trust me based on what they feel when they talk to me. Because I think that you can say anything you fucking want to say to people. But people, at the end of the day, a lot of people have heard this shit before. But until they feel the difference that you that you have because you've embodied the healing and you've embodied the work, there's a very big difference, I think, that people can actually feel when you're talking to them and talking to them about how you can help them through it because they can actually feel you. If the fall and winter season is starting to get to your system, I invite you to feel into what solutions have worked for you in the past and what solutions you need now. If you don't have a solution, I've got something for you. It's called the Elixir, the Elixir for Seasonal Depression. If you want more information, hit me up at at D-R-J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-H-A-R-T-E at Dr. Justin Hart on Instagram, and I'll tell you about it. I remember when I went into grad school, and I had a very similar feeling to when I did when I went into undergrad, which was, oh boy, another group of people that I get to like show myself as who I'm going to be for the next three years of my life. Appearance was very important to me, but also like being the kind of person that people would want to be with was important to me as well. And like I was still doing numbing behaviors and I was really destructive drinking, still doing destructive eating, except it was now this like, I don't know what people call it nowadays, but it's like when you think you're doing something that's healthy for you, but it's fucking not. So, for example, you know how people do things like the vegan diet and fucking all these other things? I did those things through undergrad, for sure. Like, I did all those types of things, and I was still doing them in grad school. I thought that having a family-sized bag of broccoli, like, one of those every two days or every day and a half was very normal. Like those massive ones from like Walmart or like Costco. I thought that was very normal. So that's like an, a great example of like, oh, this is healthy. No, 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 no. <laughs> like that kind of shit. Like I remember just having like a lot of like two cans of pumpkin every day for like dessert and things like that. Like really fucking weird. Or like having a, a shitload of popcorn every day. Like I remember there's just like very strange behaviors. And then I would still eat like a lot at night too. Like that was just like, oh, and I also paid for a bikini body coach. <laughs> 
in in grad school as well like that I forgot about that yeah I did I spent thousands on that person I spent thousands and again thank thank you student loans like yeah so that was pretty fucked up and of course I had a boyfriend again that was emotionally unavailable that was just again another mirror for like how I continue to attract the same kinds of people into my life that are never going to love me they're simply going to be like I was very like like I wanted a partner but more so I thought that love was just the feeling that you get from having sex with somebody or just like the sexual attraction that you have to somebody that that's not love at all I felt like I had to prove something that I had to be enough with something and that I had to like put I remember I felt like I was putting on a fucking face but at least I would have attention and yeah and I was still seeing my therapist and I remember when I was telling her things like they felt very normal to me I was like yeah I'm just like on the couch doing nothing all day like can't do my work can't do anything can't focus very distracted don't even know what I'm doing but I felt very purposeless honestly like I just was like fucking glued to my couch I couldn't get up and it was just like that's when Rocky came into my life. He's my emotional support animal. And at this point, he's just, like, my baby. But at that time, like, he gave me a sense of, like, purpose to, like, fucking do something. But he wasn't mine at the time. At the time, like, we were just babysitting him for another one of our classmates. And she couldn't take care of him anymore. And so our house had him. There was four of us. And so we all shared him. And so at first, I was kind of dissociated from him. I didn't really have any connection with him in particular. I was just like, okay, cool, there's that. But in the last six months of us all living together, somebody had to take him. And I don't know why, because this wasn't my initial reaction to having him in our house. I said I was going to be the one to take him. I didn't really think about what that meant. (laughs) But he was my emotional support animal, and that's like, now he's my pet, really. But, like, he gave me a sense of reason for fucking getting up, and I had to feed him. I had to bring him outside, all that sort of stuff. I had to spend a lot of time training him and like months upon months like nine months training him and then spending money on him and all that sort of stuff but like he I guess he was similar to my brother in that way like I didn't have to do anything or be anything or be enough or anything like that I just had to be there for him and he was just his dopey self for me (laughs) yeah spiritual healing is very underrated and I also think that nobody else can do it for you I wouldn't change anything that happened because, honestly, had I not gone through all of the shitholes and shit sandwiches and everything flinging in my eyes and face, I can't connect. I would not be able to connect with people at a guttural level the way that I can. I think that that is a very large aspect of trust that people have is that, like, if you haven't been through what they've been through, you're just another person that is trying to help them but doesn't understand. What am I most grateful for today? Interestingly, the first thing that came to my mind was, it's pretty fucked up, but the suicidality, that's the wake-up call. Like, that is the universe being like, fucking wake up, you idiot. Like, but they're not saying you idiot. They're like, wake up. Like, we've been shaking you like crazy. Listen, like, this is not your life. I think that people only go through the shitholes so that they can wake up. But a lot of people just kind of take it as a victim mentality and, like, it's just like, oh, shit's happening to me. People don't break through to where they need to break through to unless they've been through a lot. I envision that I'm going to be helping thousands of people 
This is why I'm grateful for the wake-up calls, because without these wake-up calls, there would be a lot of lost people out there. And I'm not saying I'm a savior. I'm not saying that I'm someone that's also helping to wake people up. But I'm, I'm helping people wake up in a safe place, and I'm helping people wake up to their fucking purpose. And if I had not gone through the shit, I wouldn't have found my purpose. And it all leads to, like, the same place. It's like what I envision is for there to be thousands of people to know that they can be happy and feel happy, not just think they'll be happy at some point. I want people to feel happiness and feel fulfillment and feel like their life is actually going to impact other people because I think everybody does want to help people in some capacity and I want people to be able to do that without feeling like they're limited by all of the beliefs that they've had in their past and all of the people that they used to have connections to I think people need to step into their new sense of who they are because that's the sense of who they are that they've been their entire life but they just need a little bit of a helping hand to get there so because I've went gone through that wake-up call those wake-up calls I help other people to see their wake-up calls so that those people can inevitably help other people with their wake-up calls and not everybody's going to be a coach a lot of people are simply going to be like (laughs) other people are going to be positive influences on other people people are going to positively impact other people because now they see that the what they've been through is to help impact other people in a positive way in whatever way that looks like whether you're a mom a coach a service provider whatever it is how you talk to your coworker, or your boss like you've positively impacted one person in your life so that's that's really what i see People can expect from this podcast that they're going to feel empowered, not inspired. I don't really want any more people to be inspired because that's nice. But what are you going to do with that? I want people to feel like they have action steps to get to where they fucking want to be and that they can take the next step and know that they're going to be held and not going to be lost. I can hold people from afar by emitting the energy of the embodiment that I have. Like When you have mastered this stuff, you can literally emit the energy of safety through through your voice to other people believe that through speaking your experiences and resonance out to people in the world those people that are meant to hear it will hear it and I think that people that listen to this podcast are going to be the people that and the people that stay around on this podcast are going to be the people who know that there's something there there's something there that they know is going to change them in some way they don't know how they don't know why but there's going to be something here in this podcast that's going to help them to take that next step, even when they're scared. Take what you've heard on this podcast as a map. Take it as a map so that you can start to design your life in the way that you want it to be designed. I don't want you to take this as words of inspiration. To take this as an opportunity for you to spark a light up your asshole and do something different today. One thing that's different based on something you've heard in this podcast today. Take that and allow yourself to roll with it today. If there's one thing that's lit you up in this podcast today, I invite you to take that and bring it throughout your day and see how you feel and and take the next step for yourself. No matter where your story aligns with mine, you are beautiful because of it and you're sexy as hell.